Parenting Your Child in Recovery, the podcast that speaks the truth about your child's recovery. Relapse is not normal. Phony success rates can't define where your family wants to be in 5, 10, or 15 years from now. And most importantly, your child is not an addict. From 9 to 5, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life, no one be no good My name is Richard Jones RN, and this is Essential Change the Podcast. And this is episode 98, closing in on 100. Very proud, very happy to be here today. Let's get right into it. Today, I want to talk about who is supporting you. And when I say you, obviously, I am talking about entire family of a young adult in recovery, which could mean the young adult, could also mean some of the close family or close support people. You know, you could use some support too. So I want to talk about support and really a little bit about what we mean about support. So what is a support network? Most of the time, a support network is comprised of a few different groups. First group is usually family and friends. Uh, very important to uh, understand that family and friends are probably the most influential. And this can be a good thing. This could be a bad thing. So family and friends. I want to get back to the family and friends later, but just look at this, the number one group. Second group are the practitioners. I like to call them the paid people to help you, the professionals. They, they care to different degrees, but what's most important is they've got some training and they understand where you've been, where you need to go, even when you don't understand where you need to go. They have the experience and the knowledge of the uh, mental and physical attributes to your problem, okay? They've seen it. They've worked with it. They, they've learned by experience. This is more than just important. It's extremely important to understand that that practitioner side is going to be something that you must learn to use and, and, and swing as the big hammer, how they use your practitioner side. So one of the things I really like to talk to people about is that the assets that they have on the practitioner side are so underused. We focus on them pretty much completely when we talk about treatment, but when it comes to actually using that as fuel to get better, it's, it's not always so important as it, as it should be or could be. So that practitioner side is the second part. The third part, we're talking about layperson support. And layperson support uh, is a lot of times sponsors, for example, uh, volunteers, people who do the little things out of the kindness in their heart. And most of the time, these people, you know, they've got different reasons for doing it. Sometimes they do it because it's trouble that they've seen, they've had in their family, they understand the pain. They've got some knowledge of what, should be said, what could be said, how things should be said, and they really want to give back. Most of the time, your lay people are people that want to give back. Now, with these support groups, usually the practitioner one, practitioner group, 
and the layperson group, they're pretty stable in their support. Most of the time, they are working out of their own their needs, their own desires to help you. They want to help people, but they have an angle in which they are coming from that, you know, they use and they draw as strength. So a lot of times they're pretty stable for the most part. Okay. There's ins and outs of that, of course, but they're pretty stable. I like to really, as a support network, focus on helping and changing the close family and friends part of that network. I want to add in, I like to tell people, let's add in another category. Concerned individuals, mentors, individuals that can help in different ways that aren't tied to you emotionally. A lot of times the emotional attachment, it can be a beacon of strength for a recovery, but sometimes it can also be the reins that hold people back. So I've always tell people, let's manage this part of the support network. Let's manage it. It's not that we have to throw things out so much as let's manage it. If it works for us, let's give it strength and let's feed it. If it doesn't work for us, let's cut it off and let's reduce it and let's decrease its importance. Now, it's important to remember that when we're talking about support, we want to eliminate some of the strongest reasons and some of the strongest things that can help derail a support network. And the two main things are always guilt and shame. Guilt and shame runs both ways. A lot of times in your support network, you have people who share your guilt, share your shame. And it's very difficult for them to always lend the support needed. They want to, a lot of times they want to lend support, but can they always, are they always able to lend the support that's needed? The problem with guilt and shame is that when an individual is needing recovery, they have so many other things to focus on that they should be focusing on, focusing on. But it is the big, bright, shiny light in a room is relationships. Always the big, bright, shiny light in the rooms are relationships. And when those relationships inspire any types of jealousies, any types of uh, contempts, and that's contempt through being familiar with, contempt for knowing and understanding one's weaknesses. A lot of times just because a lot of times just because someone loves you does not mean that they will not have and show contempt for you, all the while supporting you at the same time. Unfortunately, this type of this type of support is not always the most helpful in strengthening recovery. So I want to understand that when you're looking at those type of support people, you, there's a couple things that are important and some things that are not important and not wanted. First thing that's important is, first of all, the individual has to truly understand your need for support, not automatically, but understand your need for support. And sometimes that takes a conversation. 
Okay. Sometimes that takes actual uh, sit down and understand what your need for support is. What do you need from me? The second type of support that people can offer you is information. And that doesn't necessarily mean the same type of information that practitioners are giving you, but information on how you can uh, step in, strengthen, strengthen your life in general, strengthen your attitudes, okay, strengthen the bonds between you and other support people, okay? And thirdly, can they offer you actual materials, uh, actual physical support, okay? Can they offer you information, offer you materials, and do they understand, have they tried to understand what you need in the form of support? We have to remember that if a person who is in your support network spends any time offering, whether it be, you know, overtly or covertly offering you pity instead of support, that is going to be a detriment to recovery. And that detriment is going to Unfortunately, that small detriment is going to have the ability to overshow and overshadow and weaken a lot of the other types of support you're getting from practitioners or, you know, layperson support. So it's very important to understand that when we choose a support network, and that's the key word, choose a support network, let's work on a support network, let's strategically build a support network. And that goes for the individual, the young adult who's in having trouble, and the main support family or personnel of that person's support network. We need to understand that. We need to be strategic in building a support network because out of those, the three types of support networks, the family friends part is the strongest. It can go the furthest. Okay, you need the other two desperately, but the family and support network really shows the most strength or has the ability to deliver the most strength and the most impact for its bucks, shall we say. Okay, so let's understand it. When we're building that support network, what do we need to do? First of all, we need to look for not pity, okay, but respect. And that respect has got to go both ways, okay? A strong support person should respect that young individual in its recovery actions, okay? Respect everything they're doing. Respect what they want to do. Help them see a vision and help them move toward the vision. So respect. Second thing is we want to eliminate guilt and shame. Unfortunately, sometimes some of our closest Family members, people that love you the most, bring that cancer of guilt and shame. They don't mean to, they don't want to, but they are also in that thing. So let's build that support network by increasing respect and decreasing the guilt and shame and work on a support network that looks to move the ball forward, not offering pity but looking to move the ball forward, extremely important. Something else is important. I need you to go look at secondstars.com. That's the number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. 
helping to complete family and support networks of young adults in recovery by installing a permanent self-refueling transformation starting from day one. And we do this without the guilt and the shame of most recovery processes. And we do this by installing and identifying and customizing and strengthening the relationships between the client, the support network, and the helping professionals. Again, that's secondstarts.com. That's number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. And as always in parting, we want you to remember, let's get out there and help someone get better, help someone stay better, help someone be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2-N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com and our Facebook group, Parenting Your Child in Recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery and want a customized premium change, to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com, the number 2ndstarts.com, and book a free call. Thank you. Did last night what I do remember that it was real, real nice. Talks about me.